Hello and welcome to Women Talk About Horror, the podcast where women talk about horror. I'm your host, Kitty, and today I'm going to be talking about a few places where you can find some free horror content. Now, in case anyone listening didn't know, I am a librarian. I've been a librarian for a number of years now, and we have a lot of resources in the library where you can find free horror. I'm going to be talking about some of the databases that I know my library and other local libraries in the area have. These are pretty basic databases. From what I've been able to find, most libraries have them or are acquiring them. But I'm going to give you a little hint about libraries. If you hear a database that I talk about that you would like your library to have, that they don't already, recommend it to them. Libraries love getting recommendations from their patrons. It's how we know what you guys want. It's very helpful. You can also recommend books to libraries usually, which is great. We get most books that our patrons recommend, unless it's like out of print or something. But if we know our patrons want it, we're going to do what we can to get it. Also, all of these resources that I'm going to be talking about do provide um, digital content. So that means like ebooks, streaming movies, e-comics. I know a lot of people um, are on the side that paper books are better than ebooks. And I've talked about before how I love ebooks. I think we need to have a discussion about people putting down digital resources like ebooks and other content like that because it is very beneficial to a number of people. You know, if you are someone who does not have transportation or someone who is homebound, ebooks, streaming movies, streaming TV shows are extremely accessible for them, and I think we should be promoting that. Also, not everybody can hold a book for a long period of time, especially if that book is hardcover and most books come out in hardcover before they come out in paperback. So it's much easier for people who have, you know, maybe a disability where their hands don't work as well or they are older and don't have the dexterity they used to, um, to hold a ebook reader or their phone or their tablet. Um, It's also very accessible for people who might have vision difficulties. It is very easy to up the size of the print on an ebook. Audiobooks are also available online, which is great for people who might have these um, vision difficulties. So I think we need to be careful when we are criticizing ebooks and the people who use them because they are making literacy so much more accessible for people who might not otherwise have that accessibility to books or to movies. So that's just my little (laughs) um, soapbox about why ebooks are a good thing. Also, I can get them anywhere. I could be sitting 
you know, at a doctor appointment or just at a restaurant and decide that I want to read a book, I can pull out my phone and get a book in less than a minute. I can carry multiple books that way easily, too. I'm actually reading three books consecutively right now because I'm that person. And logistically, carrying three books would not be possible. But because I can put them on my phone or my e-reader, it makes it very easy for me to take all three of those books anywhere I go. So like I said, that's just my little um, rant on why ebooks are a good thing and be careful about criticizing them because they are making things so much more easy and accessible for people who don't have the same resources that maybe you have. So to get started, I'm going to start with Overdrive. Overdrive is probably one of the most widespread um, digital ebook databases that libraries have. I don't want to say they have like a monopoly on it, but they are pretty large and are kind of taken over the scene. On Overdrive, you can check out Kindle books. You can check out um, books basically as an Adobe PDF. They have audiobooks and they have some movies. If you're looking for movies, I would definitely say Overdrive is not the first place to look, but Overdrive does get most of the new release books when they come out. So if you want that new book, Overdrive is the place to go. Now, like checking out a book from a regular library, Overdrive does have kind of limits. If someone else has a book checked out, you may have to wait. Usually there's two or three copies Overdrive is able to have, and then you can put it on hold if those three copies are checked out just like a regular book from a library. This isn't an overdrive thing. This is actually a publisher thing. Publishers don't like eBooks and they don't like databases like overdrive that let you access their eBooks for free. So they make it very difficult for libraries and for overdrive to have these eBooks. And so they put a lot of rules on them. It's kind of messed up. But that's where we are right now. Overdrive has an app. It has a website. You'll need your library card to check out the books. It has a really good search feature. You can search by subject. You can search by collections. Um, you can also search by books that are available now that you would not have to be put on the hold list for, which is a very nice feature if you just want a book right then. And like I said, Overdrive is very good at getting the new releases the day that they come out. Now, Overdrive does have a newer app that they are promoting, the Libby app. And I believe they are sort of phasing out what they call the classic Overdrive app. But honestly, I think Libby is a better app. It's much easier to use, in my opinion. You can have multiple library cards on one account. I work in a different county than I live in, so I have two library cards, one from the county I work in and one from where I live. I'm able to have both of those in the Libby app and switch from them very easily. Libby is also probably the better app to use if you are like me and like audiobooks. 
because they play very easily right in Libby. It syncs across all your devices. It plays in your car. And like the classic Overdrive app, you can send books to Kindle very easily. Libby's probably the one I've been using the most lately because of audiobooks. It's available on the Apple Store and on Google Play, and you can put it on any device that has either one of those. You can also access it um, on your computer through their actual Libby app website. Next one I'm going to talk about is Hoopla. Hoopla for a long time before the Libby app came out was probably my favorite, mostly because Libby has probably the best selection of comic books that you can find on the ebook database. You're able to search by subject just like on Overdrive. The comics on here are great. They get DC, they get Marvel, they get Boom, they get Image. Really almost any comic you could think of is on here. Hoopla is how I discovered the comic Something is Killing the Children, which I didn't expect to like, but it has been really good. You can search by subject. So if you're searching for horror, you can start typing in horror and it comes up horror ebook, horror audiobook, horror comic, horror movie. They don't have as many books as Overdrive and they don't quite get the newest releases like Overdrive does, but the back catalog of comics that they have, I think more than makes up for that. They also, I think, have the better selection of movies and TV shows of the two ebook databases. And they've got a great mix of horror movies on there. Some newer, some older. The one thing with Hoopla is, with your library card, you get a set amount of checkouts a month. So, for instance, the library that I work at, we give our patrons 10 checkouts in Hoopla a month. So if you are reading a comic and you're reading the, you know, the single editions, you could read 10 of them, but then you wouldn't get any more checkouts that month. Or if you're watching a TV show, you can watch 10 episodes, but nothing else. And then you have to wait for the next month for it to reset. So if you are using Hoopla, it's always a good thing to kind of plan out your checkouts because I will say from personal experience, even the 10 checkouts can go by fast when you're reading a series or watching a show. Also, some libraries have less checkouts a month than we do. It depends on what their budget is and how much the database is getting used. And this goes back to if you are enjoying a database or you want your library to invest in this database, let them know. The next database I'm going to talk about is a streaming movie database called Canopy. Canopy is a newer database. My library just got it this past year. And I will admit at first I was not very impressed with it. When I first was looking at it, I was like, these are all art house movies and you know, um, kind of serious documentaries. And that's just not what I was looking for, or what I watch. But when I actually took the time to see what they had in there, 
I discovered they actually have a very good selection of movies and they have a great selection of horror movies. Now they don't have all of the newest movies, but they do have a great collection. They have classics like Night of the Living Dead and House on Haunted Hill. They have some newer ones like The Witch and they have foreign horror movies like the original Let the Right One In and a great selection of Asian horror. Canopy is on demand streaming so you borrow a movie and you can watch it right then. You're able to watch the movies on your TV um, with something like an Apple TV or a Roku or a, a Fire TV. You can watch on your phone or your tablet. Uh, it's on the Google App Store and on the Apple Store or you can watch right in your computer which honestly is what I end up doing usually. <laughs> now with Canopy, you can check out up to 10 films per month. So like Hoopla, it might be good to plan out your checkouts. They also have unlimited plays on Canopy Kids and the Great Courses, which while not horror, are still a very useful resource. So those are my top three places to get free horror content. You can use Overdrive or Libby by Overdrive, Hoopla Digital, or Canopy. And like I said, please let your libraries know that you are interested in these databases if you want to check them out. I know I'm a librarian, so I'm probably a little biased, but I really do think that libraries are probably one of the best things we do as a society and a lot of people don't know about all of the resources and all of the different services that we provide so i just thought i'd get that word out there a little more um thanks for listening and i will see you next time Women Talk About Horror is produced and edited by Christina Paz. Music by Fesslian Studios. Please follow us at Women Talk About Horror on Instagram. Please join us in two weeks for our next episode.